From Mondays.bop.com, it's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Jeff Maciolik in the studio with Carl, Karen Greenwald, Mark Miller, Richard Campbell, and Michelle LaRue announcing show number five. This job fucking sucks. I need a fire extinguisher. Mondays is produced by Pop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services. Online at www.pwop.com. And now, the man who recently shaved his face because his wife doesn't like fuzz between uh, between meals, Carl Franklin. <laughs> That's what it is, man. She doesn't like fuzz, so what can I say? It's either, you know, it's either have the beard or have sex. Basically, it's what it comes down to. <laughs> How are you guys? Good, Carl. How are you? Good. I hear you're better. I hear you're he's better obviously now. better now that he's gotten a shave. <laughs> now that he's gotten a shave. <laughs> <laughs> I just asked my husband to do the same thing. I'm totally down with your wife there. Well, you know, I'm not, now you I can get down say- with her if you know what I mean. Well, that's the whole idea. I, I have to say, I'm a fan of the beard. Yeah, I, my husband has a beard, and it's a requirement. Like, really? I didn't I had no idea. I I only dated like my guys with goatees and that's that doesn't really do it. But like I hope So yeah. we're t- we're talking about practicality here, aren't we? I mean, we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about the same thing. Okay. I, I you think... like the way it feels? Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe she can do the splits whereas other wow. people can't. Wow. Oh, maybe that yeah. Yeah, because you definitely have to be more strategic in your yes. So you know yeah, Okay. I know what you're talking about. I don't about. have a problem in that area. No. No, you. It doesn't. It's not you. Oh, it's not me. No. Oh, okay. I see. I see what we're saying, or we're not saying. Yeah, we're not saying this. There's a certain we're amount. Not really of saying. I have anything. no idea what we're you not... guys are fucking talking about. <laughs> yeah, you see, I think what they're talking about, Mark, is that you know when they're drinking hot cocoa, <laughs> the foam that's on the top, it gets in your beard, and you know I you have to be strategic. That's all I have to say. <laughs> but I oh, can, yuck. and that's all that really matters. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> and therefore, her husband can have a beard. Yes. Right. Yeah, it, it started as a as a like fluky test thing, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, well, all hey. right. So yeah, I'm a, I'm I have to say I'm down with it. Why, Michelle? Your husband has a beard, and he you want actually it? does have a beard right now. But the thing is, is if he shaves it, it grows back in like a day. So mm. yeah, you know, whole he, beard. He'll have no beard for weeks because that's just the look, and then all of a sudden, in a day, it's like kablam! There's a beard. That's the Latino thing, right? Yeah, it must be. That's that hair. It's because all the hair that doesn't grow in his head grows out of his face. It's like the Amazon rainforest. Supersonic you know, just speeds. Can't stop growing. Is he Italian? No, he's uh, Latin from South America. Oh, South American. Mm. Ecuadorian. Yep. Ecuadorian. Michelle, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Carl. It's good to have you on. It's finally, a great I show. know. I've been listening. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Oh, not counting her, it's 27 people. Then. Yeah, 27 <laughs> listeners. 
Well, you guys know that – I don't know if you know this, but we're in Wired Magazine again, or I was quoted in Wired Magazine again. They still aren't talking about Mondays in the press yet. What are they but, talking about? Well, they're talking about podcasting. And let me give you a Shrinkster URL, shrinkster.com slash 31C. And it's a follow-up to the first uh, article that Wired Magazine did on podcasting by uh, Daniel Turdeman. And I swear that's his name, T-E-R-D, though, <laughs> not T-U-R-D. And uh, – Anyway, it's, you know, Adam Curry and uh, me and the Evil Genius Chronicles guy, Dave Slusher, and uh, uh, who else was talking in this one? I think the Engadget guys were, were, were talk, you know, were talking. But, uh, you know, it's essentially more of this. But, you know, we're, we're getting a bit of press. This is the third uh, article on podcasting that, that I've been quoted in now. Which is pretty cool. Carl, could you say yeah. hi to my mom the next time you're quoted in Wired Magazine? <laughs> hi to Mark's mom. Does your mom read Wired? No, actually, no. I she didn't doesn't. even know that Wired Magazine existed. Ah. <laughs> you know, Carl, I have read this piece, and the thing I really liked about it more than anything is they're actually getting to the idea that you know, not every it's not that tough to do a blog, right. but if you're actually going to podcast, you need to have some quality in the material because right. the audio is a little more complicated than actually writing. Yeah, a that's sentence. that's basically what my my I was talking about too, and uh, you know, nobody wants to be bored. You know, let's face it; it's the same rules that apply in radio, right? You want to you don't necessarily have to be hitting somebody over the head with you know those loud, always in your face commercial type sounds, here. but yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> no, well, supplies last. That's what I'm saying, yeah. you know. There's a lot of people that try to do that. Um, but, you know, then there's the other side of the coin, which is more podcasters are doing, which is, you know, you have lots of dead air and people fumbling for microphone settings. And I have to say, though, there's sort of like a, a voyeuristic thing in listening to just people talking on. Like every time, yeah. if I'm on the radio, if I'm flipping channels on the radio and I come across whoever, like idiots yeah. from a college station. Yeah. Just talking, I totally want to listen because it yeah. seems like I'm like you you're, know you're eavesdropping. Well, it's the I'm same. It's the same thing with with the blog space, you know, in with the podcasting community. It's fun to listen to amateurs and it's fun to listen to people screwing around, but you don't necessarily want to, you know, that's you you don't just listen to that on the radio. You like right. to tune to professional stuff, yeah. yeah. And it's a nice change, and that's the cool thing about you know podcasting is it's a way to allow people who are amateurs essentially to you know. To be heard, yeah. but you don't have to hear them all the time because, you know, they're jerks <laughs> right. and we hate them. <laughs> well, I think the other thing, too, is that there needs to be some sort of quality control at some point. There will be sites that will rate these. You know, there already are. Casters, and at some point we'll be able to differentiate between the good and the bad and the ugly. The problem, though, is that they're very clicky and cultish. And those are the two words that I w was quoted in the article. And that, you know, if if you ask people who listen to the Don and Drew show – or whatever, you know, if what they like about it, it's the fact that it's not polished and the fact that it's, you know what I mean? But that polished it is isn't so. really what I mean. I mean that the content is interesting or that you care yeah. about whoever's delivering it. Yeah, well, that's true. Doesn't, doesn't the blog system naturally lend itself yeah. to this? If you like the stuff, you'll keep listening exactly. to it. And the stuff that's listened to the most tends to trickle right. to the top. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Trickle to the top. Because you only have so much time the in the top. day for bullshit. Yeah, I'm not, I said trickle just for your benefit. There, <laughs> oh, <dribble> yeah. <laughs> Now, yep. now we got to Okay, we have to explain that reference because uh, yes. the dribble boy thing. Because before the show, uh, before was right. Oh, I was <laughs> assuming it was something else. <laughs> I was totally on um, sexually transmitted diseases. But well, that's okay. because you're you. And we love you. Uh, <laughs> the uh, 
before the show, Jeff spilled a glass of water all over his desk, which has lots of electronic equipment. Fortunately, nothing blew up. Yeah. Electronic equipment that you happen to own. Yeah, electronic equipment that Carl happens to own, and that is sort of critical for the recording of the show. Um, Oops. Yeah, I managed only to get one piece of equipment completely soaked. Um, and it's, you know, one of the, one of the pretty critical things, not a horribly expensive thing. It's just a, but if we had, you know, if we had just turned on the microphones and let it roll, you would have listened to a half an hour of just fucking around with that. Yeah. And who wants to hear that? That was not a lot of fun. Um, but it was fun for us. (laughs) Well, yeah, it was fun (laughs) for you guys because you got to, you know, come up with names for me like Dribble Boy and Carl got to, you know, get the razz at me with the fire extinguisher joke that he wrote for the intro, (laughs) you know, which I think, I think I'd like to raise that, you know, while, while we're talking about, you know, I don't know, whatever we were talking about, syphilis or fire extinguishers or, or lesbians or whatever Uh at podcasting, uh, it's, you know, a lot of people think these intros are really cool and, you know, oh, it's funny, but I don't write them. It's all Carl. See, I'm not actually funny. So is that like your disclaimer to the world? Yeah, that- that's my disclaimer to the world. I, I, I didn't say the job fucking sucks. I'll, actually, I, di- I may have said the job <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, sucks I'm, at I'm some pretty point. sure I heard that. <laughs> I, I definitely heard that. Yeah, I may have said that before, but, <sighs> but Carl's the one who made me say it on the air. Oh, well. Except for this time. Well, we're going to try to shave down the, the time of the show shave today. No pun yeah, we're gonna sh- that's, that's right. That's the theme. That is the theme of the show, is shaving. Shaving it down. Shaving it down. So you weren't talking about your <laughs> face right. then, Carl. You were talking about <laughs> something else. No. No, he wasn't. <laughs> you were talking about the forest down below. Am I right? <laughs> no, he wasn't. Yeah, no, he wasn't. But Man, I was Mark, gonna... you really weren't joking when you said you didn't get what he was talking about. <laughs> I thought you were just making a joke, but... Wow. But you know, Carl, you could have actually done a quid pro quo with your wife and asked her she had to do something too. Well, Well, how do you know I did? Brazilian. Whoa. Because I know your wife. (laughs) 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 And I'm sure that would have gone a long way. (laughs) All right. Well, let's just move right along out of this blog sphere (laughs) into uh, News Bites. From mondays.pwop.com, it's News Bites with your host, Carl Franklin. So a lot of interesting things happen over the holidays, not the least of which is uh, Queen Elizabeth's Christmas message. As you know, I've been, um, you know, taking a little bit of interest in British politics lately. (laughs) And uh, so I found myself watching her annual Christmas message on the telly. And the theme this year is tolerance and understanding between people of different ethnic backgrounds. You know, Her Majesty carries herself fairly well, except this year she must have had one too many glasses of nog before going on camera. For me, as a cracker, every religion has something to say about tolerance and respecting others, no matter what race, creed, or color. Particularly crackers. <laughs> I don't know. She just got a little hip. You know, I guess she was feeling a little more relaxed than uh, than she usually was. But anyway. I'm a cracker. Yeah, well. Yeah, you've been called a cracker. So, so she's speaking to me, man. <laughs> she's talking to my people. And speaking of jolly old England, do you remember on a previous show, we talked about the prime minister's questions, of course. Yes. And that guy named awesome. Michael Howard, who was ranting on about how Tony Blair was Mr. Bandwagon and generally right. chewing him a new one. Remember that? The best stuff. Yeah. So I did some research and I found out that uh, Michael Howard is the leader of the opposition party, the conservative party, and therefore it's his job to harass the PM. So that's his, he's just doing his job, man. 
And uh, so uh, this guy, whenever he, you know, gets the floor and gets a question, everybody goes nuts because they, you know, it's like a boxing match. It's like a bitch slap match. How do you get match. that job? That's the job I want. <laughs> I want that job right here in the United States, man. You were, you were man. born for bitch slapping. Me, uh, Mr. President. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's so true, though. Here was gonna, I, I want that job. I, I mean, what do you have to be? How, how do you qualify for that? I just got to play some of this one. This was before... Before Christmas, and I'll fast forward some, through some of the beginning of it because it's just civil and boring, but it gets it gets really awesome. I mean, it comes down to like name calling and yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to this one. Take a hug. The Prime Minister promised that Labour would do everything in its power to end the scandal of families sleeping in bed and breakfast accommodation. The number of people in bed and breakfast accommodation has almost doubled since he came to office. How does he explain that failure? Mr. Mr. Speaker, first of all, in, in respect of homelessness, of course, many of the families that are characterized as homeless do actually have accommodation, but it is temporary accommodation. The numbers of people <laughs> who are sleeping rough on the streets has been cut dramatically. The numbers of people, the numbers of people who were sleeping rough has been cut by two-thirds. More than 80% more than 80% of homeless households in temporary accommodation are, as opposed to what was the position in 1997, in good quality, self-contained homes. And the vast majority of those are not in bed and breakfast accommodation. So, so this guy basically is asking the question, you know, you said you'd do this, you didn't. How do you explain your failure? That's his question. How do you explain that failure? And he just keeps saying that. So he's clearly just throwing darts at the prime minister, right? And and after a while, he just has had enough. So listen. Let to me that. just make this further point to the right honourable gentleman. We are going to increase the housing budget and the budget for the homeless over the next few years. Under the proposals of the shadow chancellor, he is set to freeze the housing budget. Perhaps he will confirm this. And that would cut four hundred million pounds off the housing budget. But none of that answers the question. <laughs> He's had seven and a half years. He called it a scandal. He promised to end it, and it's almost doubled. Now, he <laughs> promised to cut truancy by a third. He does another Figures one. yesterday show that truancy have gone up by nearly a third. One million children play truant each year. How does he explain that failure? First of all, <laughs> let me come back on the promise on housing. It was to cut rough sleepers. We have done that very substantially indeed. And in, no, I'm sorry, I'm not letting him away with this. In respect of temporary accommodation, the change that there is today is the vast majority of that 100,000 are in good quality, self-contained homes. And how does he square his supposed commitment to the homeless with cutting their budget? He didn't answer that question. Perhaps he will now. Now, in respect of truancy, it's correct. We've accepted we have not hey, met the truancy around. target. However... <laughs> However, there are in fact 43,000 extra pupils attending school today, which is important. There are double the number of pupils now in the pupil referral units. And overall, I accept there is much more to do on truancy. But overall, in respect of education, we have improved the investment. All the school results are up. And according to the latest report, our primary schools have succeeded faster than any other country in Europe. Now, he is committed, 
under his voucher scheme to take £1 billion out of the school system. Perhaps he'll confirm that's the case. So now he's turned Once it around. Once again, he has failed to answer the question. <laughs> he hasn't explained the reason for his failure. Now let's look at another of his promises. He promised to increase the rate at which criminals are caught. But detection rates, which improved by more than 10% when I was Home Secretary, <laughs> have worsened by more than 10% under his Frickin government. Awesome. It's now easier to commit a crime and get away with it than at any time in the last 25 years. How does he explain that failure? <laughs> that is simply not the case. It, no, no. I'm very, we've been having a correspondence on Here the crime go. statistics, and I'm delighted to tell the House I've been looking in a little detail at what he has been saying about them. The British Crime Survey shows that crime has fallen, not risen, under this government. And on recorded crime, he keeps saying recorded crime has gone up, and he has prayed in aid the Crime and Society Foundation paper, which he says proves that crime has gone up under this government. Unfortunately for go. him, the director of this foundation has written the following letter. Oh! Michael Howard does not accurately represent my analysis. I do not argue there are significant flaws with the British Crime Survey. I argue that the British Crime Survey offers a far more accurate picture of the crimes it measures. In your face, baby! <laughs> Yeah, he didn't slap, even man. mention detection, right? Three questions asked, none of them answered. Let's try another one. Let's go back for more. When Labour came to office, we had one of the strongest pension provisions in Europe. And now, probably, we have some of the weakest. Those are the words of his own first pensions minister. How does he explain that failure? How does he explain that failure? Speaker, we have put more than £10 billion a year into support for pensioners. Yes. The poorest 10% of pensioners are some £40 a week better off as a result of the measures we've taken. Women have benefited particularly from the pension credit. Two-thirds of those that get it are I can are just women. hear some Miami now Vice music behind us, right? will confirm this that he plans to abolish the state second pension. <laughs> if he does that, it will make those women £40 a week worse off. The Prime Minister hasn't explained any of these failures. Now, let me, let me see, Mr Speaker, if I can help. I know he's going abroad over the holidays. This is awesome. And I, I've got some holiday reading for him. <laughs> Is this great? It's, it's the new biography of the Home Secretary. Hot off the press today. The, the front cover says that it, it paints a portrait of an enigmatic man which will surprise even those who think they know him. I, I particularly recommend to the Prime Minister now you the Home Secretary's he's helpful screwed, assessment right? How is he going of to come the Prime back? Minister and his Cabinet colleagues. Will the, Prime Minister, will the Prime Minister promise to read the book carefully so that when he comes back to the House in the new year, he can give a full explanation of his government's total failure to deliver? All right, so you're thinking, how is he ever going to top that? But just what? This is unbelievable. 
actually, uh, uh, let the prime minister answer. All right, that was the Speaker of the House. He goes, hey, and he's banging on the gavel. And they all look at him like, oh, man, he's going to stop the party. And the guy says, hey, let the prime minister answer. Yeah. Actually, I, 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 I have got some holiday reading of my own lined up. It's a certain, it's a certain Woodrow Wyatt's volume of diaries. So we can do a swap on reading matter where he says, and this actually isn't a laughing matter because of what it says about the Tories. Just listen to this. He recalls a meeting with the Right Honourable Gentleman on the 19th of March 1991 when he says, Yeah, exactly. Oh, I want to hear the Prime Minister. When he was Employment Secretary, just listen to this. Michael Howard didn't agree with my view that we should have a June election before it was realised how serious the underlying recession had been and unemployment went on going up. He said, and I quote, unemployment never matters. Now, isn't this just freaking unbelievable? It's, it's just beyond soap opera at this point. I just think they should take it to the next level, man. Yeah, mud wrestle. Didn't invent the the duel where you 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 stand back to back and walk away ten paces, turn right. around, give right. these guys some firearms, man. That's not the big news <laughs> in news bites. The big news is that I've been atten- I've actually been, and you guys don't know this, but I've been attending President Bush's press conferences in Washington D.C. and asking him questions. I've I've sort of been lurking uh, in the background, but he knows my name. Uh, I don't think he knows who I really am, though, but I got in with a friend of mine in the business, and, gee, it's been about seven weeks now. It's been pretty cool, though. I've been hobnobbing with him. He actually digs the Red Sox, or so he says, anyway. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think I'm beginning to change my opinion of President Bush. But, anyway, before I cut my hair and shave my beard last week, I actually got to ask him a question at the press conference. Uh, let's have somebody new. Hey, Mr. President, your hair looks good. You just get a cut? Yes, Carl. Thank oh. you. I accuse Carl of trying to look like Johnny Damon. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Mr. President, I have a very straightforward question and uh, it's a very easy answer. It's on a lot of people's minds. Uh, how long is it going to take before you actually get a, a clue? Because I really want to know, you're, you're absolutely clueless, and if you had a clue, you wouldn't know. What the hell to do with it, anyways? <laughs> no, it's a very legitimate question, uh, Carl, and it's uh, I get asked that uh, by family members I meet with, and people say, well, "How long do you think it'll take?" And my answer is, uh, <laughs> I uh, I believe that uh, 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 I'm gonna find somebody who knows something about intelligence. <laughs> Ready to do the job, and I'll let you know at the appropriate time when I find such a person. You were the one who asked that question. I heard his response. I just didn't know it was you, Carl. Yeah, that was me, man. That's awesome, man. Isn't that awesome? Well, anyway, that's the uh, that's the news bites for the week. So before we get to uh, Karen's uh, movie review, which I'm anxiously awaiting, and she's uh, chomping a bit to get out, I want to ask all you guys, uh, in starting with you, Karen, how your how your week was. I Not mean, so how good. your holidays were. Not so good, Carl. Why? Because I had my tonsils out, and I'm now losing my voice. 
Oh my god! It was okay when we started, but really, it's like totally cracking. Yeah, I had my tonsils out. Wow, you know, I thought you looked a little thinner. So immature of me. I know. Around yeah. the neck. <laughs> Did you get lots of ice cream, Karen? No, I haven't had any ice cream. What's I have up? that? Popsicles, because ice. So cream... that's kind of a big deal then for yeah. somebody older to get their. What are you trying okay, to what say? Do you mean what are you older? trying to say, Michelle? No, Forget no, it. I don't no. even find you attractive anymore. Hey, maybe it's broken. How about this? Older than a teenager. Older than a teenager. We're supposed to get them out when we're like four. Yeah, four. no, it hurts like hell. It's yeah. it's not good at all, but I got a lot of good drugs and I got a lot of popsicles. And- wow. so that's the difference between a four-year-old and somebody older. Yeah. You know what drugs to ask for. <laughs> that's right. You have to be very specific in your request. But seriously, I've been in bed. This is my first day up. I've been in bed for a week. And you wow. came to the studio. And I came to the studio because I'm so tired of my bed. And it's not even like good bedtime. It's bad bedtime. Ah. How and bad? I'm pretty bad. Pretty like, <laughs> pretty like, I'm, and, and I have a two-year-old. And I'm totally <laughs> Oh man! I have a two-year-old, and she got a doctor kit for Christmas, so I'd be like falling asleep, and she'd come in and like jam the thermometer down my throat. Oh, jeez! Check it out; it's so Ouch. bad. So, before- can I get you another cup of coffee? I'm no, no, does that no, work? No, no, I don't know what does, but All um, right. sorry, um. But yeah, before that, I went to New York, and that was good. And yeah, yeah, Christmas cool. is good. Yeah, we, so you went to New York when? I I left Christmas Day. I left my children Christmas Day. Oh, <laughs> my my kids one o'clock. My baby daddy <laughs> takes them up to Boston. We rip down the tree and go to New York. <laughs> it was so bad. I felt like such a bad uh, mama. But I just went without kids. For we like, went um, before on the Wednesday after Christmas. Oh, you're kidding! I yeah, was we, there. We I went was in to the, the Empire State Building. We went to the see the Rockettes. Mm. The greatest musical. It was it was it was fun. I did and I did like one day of like that. Cool New York. Yeah. Hi. Well, New York was wild this this year. It was good. Christmas. It was good. And it was I was mobbed when we went. I went with a friend who's like a crazy Prada shopper girl and <laughs> and so she and and all the best, you know, total sex in the city. So I had like one right. day of that where I was Cool. But that's it. And um, anyway, tonsils out, not good. Okay. Well, uh <laughs> Richard, how was your uh holiday season? I love I'm the holidays, ask. man. It's not that I really stopped working all that much. It's that all the stuff that I've been resisting buying cuz it's getting close to the Christmas. Wait, you guys have Christmas in Canada? We do. Yeah, Santa goes there first. <laughs> Only it, it lasts like 1.6 days because he had to convert it to metric. <laughs> I, thought I, thought, that... I thought they canceled Christmas in Canada. <laughs> I saw a show about this. No, that's the Stanley okay. Cup. I thought it was called Moosemas or something oh, okay. like that. <laughs> well, anyway. I swear I saw a bunch of elves run around saying Christmas was canceled. Well, you it's, know, Richard, Santa lives it's Richard's in Canada, turn, right? man. You could send mail to Santa, North Pole, Canada. The postal code is H O H O H O. You know, you I've been can. sending something else to that postal code. Isn't and that Michelle? This may be why I'm not getting a response. Oh, jeez. Oh well. <laughs> you missed you said, that one. You said that. I didn't. Oh, I usually just send things to Canada with North Pole <laughs> at the bottom, but that might not be right. Yeah, third. Yeah, get the postal code writer. It's never going to get there. Third <laughs> Beaver Dam on the left from the border. That's what goes on my cards. Just keep counting the igloos. What else is happening up your way, Richard? Well, not not a whole lot actually. I've uh, you know been collecting up some really really bad toys, and no no shortage of those. Awesome. Christmas brings out the bad toy in everybody. Good, good. I can't wait. Uh, no Kirk this week. He's uh, 
He emailed me, actually IM'd me earlier tonight and said that he couldn't make it because uh, something about work. He's not going to get out of work till midnight. Something about deadlines. I don't know. He's overworked and underpaid, I think. I don't know. Active Nick is uh, not available this week either. He, and unfortunately for us and fortunately for about 99% of our listeners, because they hate him for some reason. I don't know why. Everybody's like, kill Nick, man. Um, it's a French thing. Because he's spoken so. French for like seven minutes, I think, on the last show. <laughs> That's right. Drop the show Nick. before. I think it was something like that. Did you interpret for everybody, Mark? Because you're good at that. We no, actually did like, interpret. Was, he, we forced the listeners to go to some URL to read what he was saying. And I'm like, what the, you know, you oh, that or French. You know, all the French-Canadian friends of mine just were absolutely hysterical. And so that's what, that was for them. Well, anyway, Mark, you have the uh, the floor. What'd you do this uh, holiday season? Well, I don't know. I, you know, it was not very. It was not great. I'll tell you that much. Um, you, you, I don't. I don't know if this guy's ever happened to you guys, but um, you, you ever get like presents that you you really kind of didn't want, but you kind of had to, you know, pretend like you liked them because you know somebody mm. you knew gave them for to you. cake in law gifts. Kind of, yeah. Well, my wife gave me these um, these boxers uh, for that have like Santa on them. And, uh, and I don't know if my butt's getting bigger or what, but, but it's like a little tight, but I have to wear them, you know, so she knows I like them, but I swear like St. Nick is totally up my ass right now. And so I'm not, I'm not really very, very happy about the holidays. Just keep Rudolph's nose out of there, man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I know that you kicked coffee and you, uh, have gone over to, cocaine so how's that going well yeah no i actually wasn't coffee it was it was it was uh i don't drink coffee oh, i drink i was i was Coca-Cola. addicted to yeah. the caffeine and like you know diet yeah. sodas and I, I i switched switched to cocaine no more no more caffeine cravings yeah um, how's how's the uh well that was good going? it was good but but at first but it's really going to hell now yeah yeah in just a rocket powered hand basket it is uh <laughs> You know, I was telling you before that the way you get, you know, some people didn't know, may not know this, but the way you get cocaine is you have to, you can't get it like a normal pharmacy. You have to go find these dealers and they're like roving pharmacists. Well, apparently there's some division of the government is, uh, has been uh, harassing my, my local roving pharmacist. Oh man, what a bummer. I think it's like um, the Department of Weights and Measures. Uh, apparently in Los Angeles, there's a limit to how much um, crack cocaine that, are, that a roving pharmacist can carry on his person. Roving <laughs> pharmacist. Oh, God. What I want to know is where did that phrase, going to hell in a handbasket, come from? Rocket-powered. Never mind the rocket powered, but what's up with going to hell in a handbasket? What, what is handbasket? Well, I think have it means that you know it looks sweet and everything's nice and picnicky on the inside, but outside you're you know all hell is breaking loose. Little red riding no, hood. No, it's Moses in his. You know how Moses you know, if there's was in a lot the basket, of fire in hell. Wouldn't the handbasket basically go up in flames? Mm, interesting. Let's explore that thought, Michelle. I know that we haven't yet asked you what your week was like, but what's your life been like? I mean, forget the holidays, you know. The floor is yours. Life in general. How you I been? Don't know. That's an open question. Lots always going on over here in the Bustamante house. We got cats for Christmas, a couple of kittens from really? some good friends of ours. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of gift only a good friend can give because they have to know you want it. Well, what's a little pussy between friends, though, really? What? I mean, that's, <laughs> oh, 
that's an opening. I set you up for that. So anyway, these two kittens named uh, Enzo and Julietta for Italian cars, of course, uh-huh. have uh, like one of them, Enzo, the guy, the boy cat is like an engine. It's like a car engine. You can hear him from the other end of the bed, like crawling up to you when you're sleeping. It wakes you up. It's like practice for having children only instead of a baby crying, you hear a car engine <laughs> getting closer and closer until it's sitting on your head. <laughs> and it's it's hilarious, you know. So you know now I know what disconnected sleep is like, and I haven't even had children yet. So, jeez. But they're fun, and they, I feel like a pirate too. I, I'm they they leave me little treasures. I dig for them. Oh no. You know, and and you know, like basically throw them out. But just wait till they start bringing you presents. Game they play with me or something. You know, they hide these little treasures, and I have to go get them, and 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 they keep making more every day. You just can wait. get a litter box, you know. <laughs> Michelle, wait till they go outside and they start bringing you offerings of of they dead food. They won't be going outside. Uh, yeah, my no, wife said the same thing. Children don't go outside. Yeah, my wife said the same. My dad will be outside though when he comes to visit because he's heavily allergic. That's the one thing. Yeah. He says that cats make a great barbecue though, so when he comes <laughs> to visit, we might have a little issue. All right. Well, listen. Coming up on the show, we're going to have uh, the band, the Intelligent Dennis. At, uh, Michelle's going to be interviewing somebody from them. We're going to listen to a couple of cuts. Uh, Mark's going to talk about people dumber than me. Uh, we got the Richard the Toy Boy coming up and names Mark's been called this week and a couple other things. So stick around. But right now, I'd like to introduce Karen Greenwald. She's got a movie review for us. What's up besides no voice? Yeah, it's <laughs> I have like a you can con- do this, right? A condensed movie review. OK, I'm totally losing it. But no, actually, I saw five movies. Get, you know, I have some cognac. Would you like a shot of that? You know, I would. Yeah, that would. <laughs> All right, hang on a second. Oh, no, no, no. I can't put alcohol on an open wound. I can't imagine that's going to be good. Oh, it'll be something. It'll be something. All right. Just a cognac. teeny bit. Oh, no, I don't want to drink. Hot. I don't. This is a bad idea. Okay, basta, basta. <laughs> I, I saw this, this, this in a commercial once. This segment should be Ooh. called Let's Get Karen Drunk. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? I'm. Yeah. <laughs> you should, but no, not right now. This is great stuff. Try that and tell me what okay, you think. Okay, wait. This hey, is, um, hey, Karen, while this you're is drinking a, that, I'm giving I just an alcohol say, review. Karen, while you're drinking that, I had a dream about finding, tracking down Will Ferrell for you and getting him to, to call yes. in onto the show. Oh my God, I'm so happy that you idea. said that. Hey, I was like thinking this is because, you know, for the, for anybody listening the first time here, uh, uh, I love him. Karen, Karen oh, wants Will Ferrell. He's apparently her dream man. She has permission from her husband. If he could, if she can get Will Ferrell in six I have months, till now June. it's probably down to what five months. No, no, now? no. I have till June, the end of June. End of June. She's got then. Then, as far as he's concerned, he's mine. She can have him. All right, no problem. And, and oh, speaking of movies, Will Ferrell is in Bewitched. Is in an upcoming. He's Darren in Bewitched. I have to say, I was really disappointed with that choice. I I thought that Nicole Kidman was actually a, a pretty good choice. I didn't know anything about it for uh, sure. for the Bewitched. Will Ferrell can do anything. I think he's going to. I was brilliant. I was disappointed. He's going to be an awful Darren. He's not. He, the Darren was always he was goofy. But yeah, but he was a straight. I think I think Will Ferrell can be a straight guy. I, I think know. you're yeah, underestimating you know, Will Ferrell. Since you know, turned me on to Will Ferrell. Besides yeah. wanting him, I'm also thinking that that he can do anything. <laughs> he can. He's brilliant, I don't and know. I love him. All right, so back to the cognac. The power back to. Oh, I'm giving. This you know is what? Mar- I should do this an is alcohol Martel. review. Okay, let me talk. This is Martel <laughs> Cordon Bleu, Grand Classic Cognac. It's a hundred dollars a bottle. I bought it for a poker game. Uh, with my buddies, I wanted to impress them and show them how much money we're not making from Mondays. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> uh, 
And so this is like the smoothest, it's so smoothest smooth. cognac it's I've ever, stuff. ever had. But don't it's you think wonderful. that should, I think it should be a segment where we do an alcohol review. And oh, but that's nice. <laughs> oh, and we all, we all drink yeah, while I'll, we're doing I'll, it. I'll, I'll review different varieties of mead. Uh, that's a good idea. I, I, I'm, all right. So, all right. So, so anyway, back con- to the movie. The cognac is really, is very nice. Good. Um, Glad it's working. But now I don't remember what I was talking about. Oh, Will Ferrell. No movies. Okay. Uh, I don't have Ferrell. any. I don't have any um, thing together because so I don't have like names or anything. But you but did go to a movie. I went to. I have five to review. Oh, just one. Just oh, one, just man. Just one. Just one. I just have. Can I one, list the five and one? we'll tell you which? Yeah, one Yeah, list to the five okay. and we'll say which one. There you go. Unless right. you can do them in like a minute or less each. No, I was just going to do like a sentence on each one. But here's the thing. Oh, okay. Here, here they are. Sideways. Spanglish, um, Lemony Snicket's The Series yep. of Unfortunate Events. Mm-hmm. Saw that today. Sleeping with Other People. She's had two sips and she's slurring her words. And um, I'm, I'm, I know, I'm totally, totally a cheap drunk. Um, 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 oh, fuck. Oh, oh, it's a rental, but Napoleon Dynamite. Saw that one. Mm. Okay, I, haven't, I don't think I've seen any of those because I have no style. I've seen know. Lemony Snicket and I've seen Napoleon Dynamite. I vote so. for Sideways, man. I don't know what that is. It's the best one out of the lot. Um, really? But, you know, and before you say that, we actually got a comment from somebody who wants you to stop giving away all the movies. Giving them away? Yeah. Clinton. He says, hi, guys. Hi, I think Clinton. your show is great to listen to. However, can you guys please, pretty please, stop ruining movies for me? <laughs> I highly enjoy <laughs> movies, and yet every movie review you guys ever do... Or for that fact, even mention, you managed to completely give the entire movie and our ending away and totally spoil it for me. And I'm sure everyone else has not seen the movie. This is absolutely annoying and frustrating to the point I'm considering giving up listening to your damn show. Wow. How about that, huh? No, I consider giving away the ending of a movie to be a lot harsher than that statement made about giving away the no, ending. No, I don't of a think movie. I gave away any endings. All right, of so movies. we'll just be I, careful I, I, not I, to I give away. I may endings. have to agree with you there. You 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 go a little bit further than than I would go, but I don't think you're really. I've never giving given away, away any away endings. An ending. No, that's well, yeah. I could, I don't. I'm trying to think of one. That I could you may I have could and see I you going uh, going a little bit less in depth about plot and things like that, but I don't know. I, I okay. think that that may be an overreaction. All right, so I'll give a very general. Wow, I can't believe I'm taking so your side. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? So this is all wrong. Wrong. Who are you people? <laughs> yeah. You hey know guys, what? Fuck you guys. for ruining all those movies, and you suck, and, and go away there. Is that better? I knew you loved me, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I have a story about ruining the end of movies, but I don't want to interrupt Karen's thing, so right. we can do it later today. Or Hold or, that thought. Uh, Which one? Or not? The five movies. Your... Which one yeah, do we do? Yeah, let's go ahead and t- tell us about Sideways, because that's Sideways, one I have please. no idea. Okay, Sideways is a movie with Paul Giamatti. Giamatti? Excuse me. And um, uh, yeah, so I have no notes, so I don't have the actors. But anyway, it's it's about a Napa Valley wine trip that two guys take as a bachelor party. That's basically the premise, which and I'm this, not giving it away. And because this you movie can get actually that from moves? The, trailer. the plot actually moves? The it's plot got... moves, and it, it's it's actually by the same director who directed... <laughs> it's by the... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's by the same director who directed Election and about, okay. about Schmidt. Okay. So if you've seen those movies... the 
But about Schmidt was dull. It was dull. I agree with you. I kept it, waiting for something to happen and it never happened. But you know what it was good at? It was good at the character. It, I think it, I sat in front of that TV like another hour still waiting, even after the credits rolled. Yeah, Just you're right. Waiting. About Schmidt sucked, but you knew it, in, all about Schmidt. You knew about him from like his order at Dairy Queen. He's really good at, uh, at pinning a character in one scene. Okay. And yeah. I think that that is like this director's real brilliance. That's and all he cares about. It's all he, it's kind <laughs> of all he cares. No, this movie has a plot. And honestly, it's, it's, his it's forte. one of the best movies I would say of the year because it, it's it was really so even if you didn't like about Schmidt, you would like even sideways. If you, if you, well, if you liked election, you'd like okay. sideways. All right. Okay. Basta. All right. Cool. I'm gonna so finish. how about a thumbs up or a thumbs down for the other ones you mentioned? Okay. So um, sideways, definite thumbs up. Um, Lemony Snicket's series, unfortunate events. Yeah. Can I just recast it quickly with sure. Tim Curry, who did the who he Tim yeah, Curry? Yeah, yeah. He did the the yeah, book the yeah. books on tape, and it, we would have been such a great guy. And yeah. Jim Maybe he Curry? wanted too much money. He sucks. Yeah. Jim Carrey is so not That's Olaf. not him. No. Yeah. So anyway, th- def- I would say I thumbs disagree. Down. You are so wrong. <laughs> Jeff, you, you okay, like- Okay, he may not be Olaf as written in the books, but I think that he's expressive enough and narcissistic enough to pull off an Olaf. He's not creepy enough. Olaf, I think, the, I the think he was pretty creepy. The essence of Olaf is that he's creepy. I think Did Jim you Carrey- Cable Guy? He was <laughs> super creepy in Cable Guy. Jim Carrey yeah, was not, creepy not enough as in this. creepy as he could have been. He's more funny creepy. Mm. Yeah, it was a little, he was a little, he was a little too goofy, but I don't think he was too, too goofy. And I think that the universe that he was in and the, and the, I think that- It was in, beautiful. I think that the, the costume design and the set design was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and I think true. it offsets any problems that Jim Carrey may or may not have had. No, but think, it could- but the it could have been better. Were pretty it could have been too. better. If you could recast it, it would be. Uh, it's it's worth seeing because it was interesting and visual. But I think that Jim Carrey didn't do it. for And me. what was with all the cameos? Yeah, well, that's okay. I was okay with them. There uh, wasn't a bad cameo. No, but I mean, come on, Cedric the Entertainer. So what? That's, I don't know. That didn't. That no, no, th- no. It wasn't. It wasn't like it wasn't Cedric the Entertainer. It was just Cedric the Entertainer and and oh, who was it? Was it one one of the guys in the audience? I don't know. Whatever. I just thought they they did. It was like, oh, hey, look, mm. we can get lots of people who are famous to be in this movie and play really small parts. It's just yeah. sort of showing off. It was a little bit. Yeah, it was a little bit. That that didn't disturb me as much as Olaf not pinning it. <laughs> Olaf should have pinned it. The kids were good, I have to say. The kids were good. And I have to say the little the baby looks like my baby, so that was kind of creepy. But, um, okay, so. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. All babies look the same. Well, no, that's not true. All they look white, like little all aliens. All white babies look the same. All right. There you go. <laughs> um, all right, so what else? It, uh even a hamina hamina come well, on I think, oh spanglish um yeah. also needed to be recasted thumbs down mm. okay and napoleon dynamite doesn't even help if you're high it was so bad <laughs> seriously i was like I, i'm like okay this is a movie for 20 something so you know okay. right. i got into the mode of a 20 something and i was like shit this is so wasted i had to turn it off and put the simpsons on see i think that certain <laughs> movies actually of that style do worse when you're high from from what i've heard not that you would know about this yeah from what i've heard from people who talked about it like uh i know about this guy uh who has really big hair who many years ago saw clerks while he was high and it was not funny clerks wasn't funny clerks was funny no clerks wasn't he, funny. this guy saw the movie <laughs> another time and uh and he thought that clerks was actually pretty well, enjoyable this guy is totally wrong high or not because clerks was like painful to but, me you know and it's I'm a, a guy Kevin it's a guy Smith thing fan. though right clerks was a guy movie wasn't maybe, it i don't know maybe maybe if i was a guy it would have been funny but i was i was no i watched it in a room full of guys me really? and five guys watched it and we were all like what the fuck 
Mm. Siri, oh, sorry. Were mm. you high? That's all right. No, we weren't. <laughs> Maybe oh. that was the problem. We huh? were after because we needed to be to just erase the whole <laughs> thing from our heads. But, but okay. This is so, a great show, folks, isn't it? Where else can you hear this shit? You huh? know, you know, Jay Moore, who I, who, you know, is mediocre in most things at best, but so mediocre in the movie Sleeping with Other People. Suck, yeah. suck, okay. suck, suck, suck. Okay, that's it. Thumbs down, down, down. Down. All right. Well, there you go. Thanks, Karen. Sure. And right now on Mondays, Mark Miller provides a service to all of those people who constantly work and hang out with people that are much smarter than them. This is called People Dumber Than Me. So, Mark. Yeah, Carl. You got some people dumber than you this week? Um, yeah, I do. I, uh, I have got, uh, I think, four. And this is kind of the, the visual version of this. In the past, we've done it. Uh, uh, we've done the audio version of it, and this is the visual. So okay. We'll, uh, I'll give you those uh, Shrinkster links. Uh, the first one <laughs> is uh, shrinkster.com slash 317. What? <laughs> I don't know. He, he looks happy, but I'm he's sorry. sitting on a cactus. <laughs> oh, oh! I have to go over there. Calls waving me on, and I, I was totally. Oh, that's just wrong. <laughs> not to mention so, painful. No, I'm not, now here's the thing: is the picture in itself does not is not proof alone that these people are actually dumber than me. I mean, there are <laughs> there are some things, that, some qualifications, unique qualifications I have, but these are candidates for people who are dumber than <laughs> okay, me. Okay, all right. Um, the next one is uh, shrinkster.com slash 318. Okay. All right. 318. I think I've seen this. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen this before. This oh, is great. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to go to Home Depot and put uh, 50 tons of wood on my Chevette <laughs> and tie it down with 10-pound rope. Who needs a pickup? Isn't that awesome? That I, is I insane. want to take the thing and start doing, you know, doing, uh, doing burnouts and wheelies in the uh, parking lot with that. Hey, this is sort of like, you know, the weird wide web meets people dumber than me, sort of all wrapped up into one, man. I think you're stealing Kirk's thunder here. You think I'm onto something? I think you're onto you're something. I'm onto something big here. I think right, Kirk's here's the fired. Next one. It's uh, a merger. This is, uh, so that one was, the first one was Big Cactus Dick Man. The uh, second one was Idiot Car Man, and the second one, the third one is Idiot Car Man number two, and it's at uh, shrinkster dot com slash three one nine. Okay, shrinkster dot com slash three one nine. And normally you'd get out of the car before they oh turned you God. back up off the cliff. Is that like in real time? Oh, oh, he's being towed. Ah. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah, so yeah. let me describe this to uh, the listeners who are in their cars or or whatever. Sure, there's a well, it's a it's a uh a pickup truck being pulled up off the edge of a cliff, cliff and there's a a guy in it looking out the window. And it's at a 90 degree angle almost. Just about. The the, the thing that's oddest to me is in this picture on the back of the on the back of the uh, tow truck. It looks like a, a set of Hanukkah candles. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I have no idea what those are. It's I wonder the if they're flares, thing. road flares. No, they're not. They're hydraulic controls. Oh, and they're freaking purple, which is right. yeah, bizarre. The, that is, but they look in the shot. They look like candles. You're absolutely right. They're hydraulic controls. Yeah, that is so funny. So they I, are anyway, purple, I like though. Shot. I, you uh, know, it, it's weird because the guys, but the guy's got his pick em up truck and his hat and his orange hat and his hunting hat and his mustache, and he's obviously a good old boy. And he's got he, his pick em up truck, and then the tow truck has got a purple boom and purple hydraulic controls. 
Yeah. You know, what's that all about? I, don't I know. just love the look on the guy's face. He's kind of got this. Uh, yeah. Oops, I guess I shouldn't have driven off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> look. <laughs> So yeah, anyway, he, and then the last one I've got is uh, shrinkster.com slash 31B, as in boy. 31B off of yeah. shrinkster.com. Why? This guy, I just just had the feeling that he was a little bit dumber than me. Okay. There's just nothing to say about this guy. He's just a goober. <laughs> so so anyway, a goober. I think he's doing a Zippy the Pinhead impersonation, actually. Is I, I got the feeling it was not an impersonation. <laughs> I think it was like a birthday party picture or something. I, or? No, I just got the feeling it was genuine. It, it, was, it was just the way the guy looked. All right. So did you like go to Google Images and put in dumb people or idiot or something? And... I'm not revealing my techniques. Oh, man. So, okay. I'm a professional. I don't do All right. Well, there you go. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> no problem. I have, I have one other thing that kind of uh, treads, speaking of treading on other people's territory, in my in my journey on the internet, I have found one other thing that I wish I had gotten for Christmas. Okay, but maybe what we'll do is I'll uh, I'll do that after Richard does his bit. Now go, go for ahead, it. Do your bit. I want to see what you. Yeah, wish I, you got us interested now. No, 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 no. You just just stay tuned, and after Richard's stuff, you'll you'll hear it. We'll show. I'll show you. All right. Okay. Welcome to Stunt Musician Spotlight. This is our first episode, and we are going to be interviewing today somebody very cool. After searching long and hard over the independent music internet uh, community, I finally found a couple of people, and one who is the best I found so far, uh, Intelligent Dennis. And with Intelligent Dennis, I have Benjamin Gates, and we will be interviewing him. But first, let's hear one of the songs from one of his original three or four CDs before we talk about his new CD that's coming out soon. And this one is Expiration Time.
Welcome, Benjamin Gates of Intelligent Dennis. Nice to see you, or meet you at least. So um, you are the creator of Intelligent Dennis. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, about 96. It was originally called the 24-Hour Experimental Truck Stop, and then... That's a long name. Yeah, that's why I got rid of it. <laughs> that's a little too much. So what inspired the title, Intelligent Dennis? It's a pretty curious title. I love, uh, you know, of course, observing the names bands come up with, but there's some that are uh, a little bit more flow in terms of, of, I guess, being catchy, you know, something you could see going somewhere. And I love this this title. Yeah, I, I think I was thinking about it, and I think it was uh, a friend of mine, Martina, who, who we would go out, and she would always call me Dennis for some reason, and I don't know why, and it kind of stuck after a while, and then uh, sometimes at some point somebody made a comment. You know, I actually think I was kind of a condescending comment, intelligent Dennis. You know, uh, but just uh, sounded neat. <laughs> kind of stuck. Stuck with it, yeah. Yeah. And so, so you basically coordinate different musicians, collections of people for each of your CDs, and you're on your fifth CD now. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Okay. And so, um, is this your this is your first full length CD that you're going to be producing or finishing up right now? Uh, Ghost Companion, the one that actually expiration time is off of, is a full length. Oh, great! Okay, it, it's in print and available. Okay, but but uh, this is, this will be the uh, the fifth actually. The fifth, uh, uh, not fifth full length, but fifth CD. Uh, it'll be the third full length. Okay. So. And you bring together some musicians that you've worked with regularly in the past. Do you also meet new people and bring them in? Explain to us a little bit about the process in terms of your selection of musicians for each of your CDs. Well, generally, I'll just do... Um, I usually make the album first, so what I'll do is just either borrow some people from other bands or friends or whatever I need to do and um, teach them the songs. Uh, record a record, then play some shows with them afterwards. But I, I usually write the whole album and, and uh, get it all ready to go first, you know, and have all the songs ready and then just teach them to people. And, and uh, about it. So you write all of the lyrics, you write all of the musical arrangements, and then do you have them come in and collaborate on the musical arrangement when you actually uh, practice? Yeah, I, I usually give people pretty much uh, freedom to go wherever they want to go with their instrument. Okay, great. I'm not, I, 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 I found it, it works a lot better than uh, than trying to... Uh, I think it's better to have everybody's input than, you know, an idealist thing where too much of yourself is a bad thing, you know? Right. <laughs> and so, on Ghost Companion, you know, I did a lot of the instrumentation... And mostly had uh, drummers you know, work to work with, and uh, except on the one song, "Pretty Flowers," that's on there, I, that was done with the with the entire lineup in the studio. Right. So. And so your your choice to as, in the, as opposed to forming a band of certain members that are always together, your choice to work with different people. We talked a little bit about that when I called you a few days ago. Maybe you can sort of repeat for everybody else what your philosophy is on that and and preference, the benefits and pros and cons of having a single band versus working with various artists. 
Yeah, it definitely has its pros and cons. I mean, I I um I enjoy having all the all the songwriting power and whatnot, and being able to determine where things are going that way. But I also miss uh, collaborating with people a lot, you know, and um, and writing with people and and and, and what whatnot, you know, and having just that group of people there that you can always count on. You know what I mean? Right. And to help definitely with the financial end of things and with getting things done and stuff, it's it's a lot more work when you're doing it all by yourself. Oh, so you're basically the benefactor of the entire production. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And um and it can get very financially burdened, you know. Of course. Yeah. And so and, and there's, you know, too with not having a steady band, I would I would like to be on the road more. And not having people to stay on the road with is a big problem, you know. Right. Uh, I don't know. The uh, there's I, sometimes I think you know there's a, there's a lot more bad parts to it than good parts to it, but but it just had never had a, a group of people that have worked out and stuck around yet. So. I hear that a lot from from many talented musicians that that do a lot of their own writing that they find difficulty finding people that share the same seriousness towards the music. Um, yeah, it's definitely a seriousness thing, you know, and mm-hmm. it's hard to ask that of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, people definitely have their own lives, and and uh, especially if you're doing if you're the writer and stuff, they're never going to be uh, convicted or compelled to get the point across as you are. <laughs> right. So let's talk about the influences. What are some of the um, bands that you feel have most influenced your music? Cause I, I feel that there's a sense of haunting in the music, um, which I actually happen to like in, in alternative music, but um, tell me about the influence that kind of takes you in that direction. I mean, uh, I grew up in, uh, I went to, Southern Baptist Church a lot. It was a gospel church, you know, and uh, I think I get a lot from that actually, and and the, the the way the melodies were formed and stuff. Because a lot of times it was very strange, haunting music, you know. And mm-hmm. and and then as a kid, you know, I listened to the oldies a lot. But then when, when I got older, uh, I, you know, some of my favorite bands are still, you know, Sonic Youth and Guns N' Roses and. And television and, and things like that, you know, when you develop a musical taste later on, you know, but also I think, you know, things like TV commercials are a big, you know, whatever you heard your whole life, it's, it's hard to really pin stuff like that down. I mean, so, uh, of the music then on your new CD, what are your favorite, uh, cuts from that CD? Oh, let's see. Well, there's one, uh, on the new album coming out. The new album would be called Panic Stricken Head. Maybe 16 tracks. What, what's it called? Um, Panic Stricken Head. Okay. And uh, Come On Baby is a song that'll be on, on there that's definitely a favorite. And That's not on your site yet, though. No, not yet. It'll, it'll be February, or not February. Uh, it'll be on the site. Some samples of all the new songs will be on the site within within the month. Right. But uh, the CD will be pressed and ready by 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 February. So. so give us a piece of advice that then we can uh, kind of share with other independent bands out there. Cause I think in a way the independent band is sort of the hero of our day in the sense that, you know, they're producing and you're, you're sticking to what you love, whether it, you know, 
basically keeps you unlimited budget and so forth. And I have a lot of respect for it. And I'd like to hear what you would give as advice to other bands out there that are trying to do what you do. Yeah, well, you know, the basic thing is, you know, the whole indie thing is really going to come make a turnaround and be redefined right now. And because indie, like indie, the, the word has almost become, to me, people bend their music around indie labels as much as they would to sell out to a major label now, you know. Um, people change and try to make their music with the mind of being on a certain indie label or whatnot or right. forming into a certain genre or something. It's just, instead of just going off and doing whatever comes out of their head first, you know? And, and so I, I like to use the word independent better. It, it, there's so many resources now with the internet and, and whatnot for you to just kind of do it all yourself, you know? You think that's going to make it financially more promising then for the future of the independent band? I think for bands, it eventually will become the only option. You know, if I think uh, the day of the big rock star is pretty much over, you know, uh, that money's not going to be there anymore. You know, those la the major labels aren't, and even big, huge rock star bands aren't, aren't making money like they used to make anymore. You know, um, so if you're playing music because you want to play music, I think that if you work hard enough and you make sure that you use all the resources available to you, that you'll be able to make a living off of it. Right. And I hope that you get there too, because I can see that you're well on your way. It's been interesting uh, talking with you. I, I definitely love the music and I'd buy your CDs. So uh, <laughs> we'll encourage the people that are listening to check out your website and we'll make sure that's available to the people who are coming to Mondays. And, um, you know, thank you very much for taking the time out. Um, you guys have a good night. That was Benjamin Gates from Intelligent Dentist. Thank you very much for joining us. And you can go to shrinkster.com slash 31E to find Intelligent Dentist site and download and play and possibly purchase CDs. Let's roll Hello Girlfriend from his newest CD forthcoming.
It's now time for uh, one of Mark Miller's brain droppings called Amazing Tales of Poo. Okay, Amazing Tales of Poo. Well, um, <laughs> I I guess I will uh, uh, I'll start with something I guess somewhat benign, uh, and that is you know I've got, I've got two dogs and I go out and walk them, and the uh, uh, the other day uh, I looked down and I noticed that both dogs were uh, uh, were parallel both taking poopies making poopies on the on the grass and and but they were parallel yet angled kind of like if you look at a parallelogram <laughs> and you look at the two sides of a parallelogram and i was looking at this remarkable feet because their butts were lined up and, uh, with the direction of the sidewalk and their heads were lined up with the street it was they were totally parallel <laughs> and it, it was just a remarkable exhibition of symmetry and i had this brainchild you know this this brainstorm idea uh, synchronized pooping like an event for uh, oh. for uh, the Olympics for dogs or for humans for dogs man what are you you're some kind of sicko or something what yeah kind of I'm sick you? I'm sick exactly that is sick so anyway I was I was thinking about that that was one of my amazing tales tales of poo not the most amazing tale of poo do you think that they should try what? to coil it exactly the same way too or See that's what I'm thinking. I, you're you're on the we're on the same page, Michelle. You know, a lot of people think that I'm like out there all by myself, but I know you're right there. Should with it me. emit the same amount of steam? That's what I'm talking about. Steam measurement, man. That's what we're talking about. And these dogs are not the same breed either. This, this is what puts is a so, whole new spin on athletic diets. It is so <laughs> remarkable. So so anyway, that's that's uh, that's. And one now of my... in the category of dogs over sixty pounds eating only X lax. Yeah, I was gonna say like, they have to be in the same weight category. It wouldn't be fair, really, to compete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have a separate Chihuahua category. So you don't get like doc a little for wiener taking... dog and like a German Shepherd. It's not fair. You don't you get dogs do for taking like, steroids. Like recreation of things like making a Sunday. You know, make it look like a Sunday. Well, they don't get docked for taking steroids. They get docked for taking X-lax, right? Yeah, that's it. And no fluorescent dyes in the food. That's just wrong. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, this don't is feed disgusting. Them people food the day before. So anyway, I, I, I think I'm just going to leave it at that for this week. I think next week or we'll do the uh, the most amazing tale of poo that I ever have seen in my life. And All it's right. absolutely a stunner. So uh, well, I got something uh, I want to for next week. I got something I want to talk about. I was uh, brought to this website, which I'll ask you to go to right now, guys. Right. Shrinkster.com slash 31D, 31D. And somebody pointed me to this website, which is a sort of a, a lapse into the future. In the year 2014, the New York Times has gone offline. The fourth estate's fortunes have waned. What happened to the news and what is epic? And it has a little box that says, Time-Shifted Transmission Detected, Site Source, Museum of Media History, Time Source, 2014. Click here to view. And it's this little flash animation, but listen to what it says. It's really interesting. And I want you guys to... This will spawn some conversation, I'm sure. It just says, Museum of Media History, Special Project. It is the best Division. of times. It is the worst of times. In the year 2014, people have access to a breadth and depth of information unimaginable in an earlier age. Everyone contributes in some way. Everyone participates to create a living, breathing mediascape. However, the press as you know it has ceased to exist. The fourth estate's fortunes have waned. 20th century news organizations are an afterthought, a lonely remnant of a not-too-distant past. The road to 2014 
began in the mid-20th century. In 1989, Tim Berners-Lee, a computer scientist at the CERN Particle Physics Laboratory in Switzerland, invents the World Wide Web. 1994 sees the founding of Amazon.com. Well, I don't want to play the whole thing, okay? But basically what they're doing is they go through this time series uh, of events um, going up to 2014. And what they essentially say is that Google and Microsoft are sort of duking it out for the sort of the ultimate, uh, you know, online information network. And Google and Amazon have joined forces to produce this thing called, uh, well, Google first creates this Google Grid which makes it easy for ordinary people to share information and to have private information. And then they, they merge with Amazon.com and they just make this big personalization uh, powerhouse where people, where the computer actually edits documents, historical documents, and not only that, but transcripts and, and any other kind of information to suit their person, people's personal likings. So when you're reading Shakespeare... You know, it'll drop in references from, like, your neighborhood and stuff like that and totally twist the truth around just so that you have a personalized experience. And so, you know, it kind of it was kind of sci-fi and, and why, wow, that's kind of neat and made everybody think. And we were tossing it around the regional director channel uh, and commenting on it. it. really spawned some comments. And I kind of like what Rocky Latka had to say about it, which was, you know, which was what made him think of just in a in a more general scale, not just about Microsoft and Google. But anyway, what did you think about that, Richard? Well, you know, like I said, I thought it was far more creative than accurate. Yeah. In the sense that uh, while the blog space and generally people conversing has spawned an awful lot of conversation, uh, you know, the, one of the primary premises of this thing is that when you create these conglomerations, you tend to distort truth. And we're seeing over and over again that when the people are involved, when they have a voice, the truth tends to ring out a lot clearer, right. a lot faster. Yeah. Right. And you, you just can't hide anything. So, you know, it's a natural correction when that many eyes focus on something. The, you know, the accurate side of things tends to come out, not the other way around. And mm. they just sort of grab onto this idea that, well, once we can shape everything and keep coloring data, we're just going to create lies that we like. Right. And I just don't see it. It's never happened. It's got no precedent. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. What did you think uh, there, Michelle? I think it's fucked. Yeah, it is nice. fucked, Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, if you think about it, though, you know, I think it was Stephen Forte who commented about the reality that Microsoft is selling Windows Server and Windows Client Stations. Yeah. They have a product to sell and move and other legitimate products to sell and move. Yeah. And, you know, it's tangible. And Google has a ton of creative, wonderful things that the masses are flocking to, but nobody's paying for anything. Yeah, right. And, you know, maybe some people pay. Right. But still, I mean, how far can that really go in terms of becoming a mega monster? You know, when you don't have some at some point, there's got to be a ceiling where the tangibility of what they've got is just it, it's right. it's not providing. You can only do dot net rocks so many times, you know, <laughs> what's that? You well, can... <laughs> you know what I was going to say is that it's interesting that there's this trend, though, in all areas in, in in technology, in music, everywhere that stuff needs to be free. You notice right. that? Yeah. Free music on yeah. the web, free articles being written with blogs and and whatnot. 
um, you know, free software with open source, right. free search engines, free, you know, Google tools. Everybody wants everything free. And at some point, we're going to be back to the barter days where nobody makes any money. And right. we're all like, you know, sitting on farms and somebody's got potatoes. And I say, can I get some of your potatoes so I can eat tonight? And I'll write you a computer program, you know? Well, you know what? That's okay for the people who can write computer programs. But for the rest of the poor schmucks who are walking around with dollars in their pocket, what does that do for them? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. But then at the same time, you see iTunes pop up. It's helping to diminish the, the, the theft on the music side because there is some interest in paying for a quality product at a reasonable price. Only Just until right. somebody offers it for free. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think. I think there are people that want to do the right thing, and they want to pay. They want to pay. Right. You know, yeah, they, but they're small there's a fair percentage. price for it. They want to. Dude. They want to put that money back at the source because they believe in the source. Dude, and they want you know that what? Source to go invest more time. Altruism. Altruism is a. Uh, you know, like that is is a small percentage. I don't. Well, I don't think it's altruism. I think. I think it's a sense of look. If I. If it, there's a there's a certain quality level that 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 you're paying for. And, and if you accept lower quality, then you'll go with stuff right. that's free. You know what? Yeah. With free, with free comes a lot of noise too. True. And that's the problem. Yeah, so at time. some point somebody has got to take the noise out and say, here's the quality stuff and, and I'll pay for that. But it's still a transition. There's a cycle going on. Well, yeah, the market balances everything out. I mean, there's going to be people that are going to flock to the free stuff. And as a result, maybe people that are doing super high quality Lexus style work, you know, craftsmanship are not going to be able to sell. Mark, you just said it. The market will will ferret everything out. Look, if if the biggest service in the world is giving things away for free uh, and it sucks, all somebody has to or, or let's say iTunes is selling tunes. Right. And it's all for pay. All somebody has to do is, you know, see. Oh, that's a way to break into the market. We'll take the money that we make off our products and we'll buy the rights to all these songs or, you know, the the incremental rights to distribute these songs. We'll pay the royalties and we'll give them away to free for free just to bury iTunes. And so you what you do is you you have this market that's totally fucked up because somebody will have a good product for sale. They'll have a business model, they'll be making money. All of a sudden somebody else if it's digital learns how to copy it, learns how to produce it for free. And then you've got this – you can't argue with free, man. I, I don't care how well-intentioned you are. But Carl, in your if example it's available there, for they're free, going to spend money buying the licenses. Otherwise, they are stealing and they will be sued and it will ultimately cost them money. But how you know, many people are going to sue? here one way or the other. But if everybody in the world is is stealing, how are you going to persecute all those people? How are you going to prosecute all those people? Well, Just like if everybody trying. in the world was smoking pot, how do you stop them, right? That's exactly what I'm saying. Well, the, the point is the world is you not all You make matches stealing. illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody smokes pot with matches. Everybody uses a lighter. <laughs> you smoke crack cocaine and you try to use a match. Uh-huh. Okay, Mark. Your your credibility just went out the window. Wait, so wait, did wait. yours. I didn't even know about crack up? cocaine. <laughs> so did yours, pal. Are you saying I'm supposed to heat up the crack? Uh, yes, I'm saying you're supposed what to heat up What have you been doing? Oh man, I didn't. You, I didn't get a set of directions with this stuff. I've been. Sh- I thought it was like a suppository. Your pharmacist, kind of thing. your roving pharmacist, didn't provide you with any. All right. Well, at the risk of boring everybody for another hour, let's uh, let's get the toy boy out here, Richard the toy boy. How you doing, man? I'm great, buddy. How are you? Awesome. Better now that my volume knob works. <laughs> Well, it's all about the knobs, you know. It is. Let's hear this about is what those keeps knobs. Jeff employed. That's what I said last night. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, let me tell you, 
you know, I love Christmas time because of the sheer volume of toys. And, uh, I, you know, I didn't get a lot of toys this year, but I, I never worry about other people getting me toys because that's really hard to do. I'm much more comfortable letting the season go by. And I think it literally on the on December 25th, after everything had been opened, I went down and placed a great big Amazon order for all those weird things that I actually did want that we had some risk of getting. And so I held off just to see if I did or not. And the, the Amazon order's already arrived. <laughs> but I've been searching through the web and running across an awful lot of toys that Boy, I hope people didn't get these for Christmas. These are not good toys. This is not a good idea. And I wanted to share a few of my favorites with you. Awesome. And I got the got Shrinkster deployed, so we'll just start going through the list. Let's start with uh, Shrinkster.com, 31F, as in Frank. All right. All right. It's coming up here. It's coming up, slowly but surely. Now, first off, this is for a company called Monster Gecko. I don't know what they were thinking. Oh, my God. A pistol mouse. It's the pistol mouse. This is a real optical mouse that has a replica Colt bolted to the top of it. This is for gamers. It's for for gamers. gamers. It's a first-person shooter gun that's actually a mouse. High-resolution mouse at that. See, I just see a wheel on the side and a trigger, an aluminum trigger. It's got to be aluminum. See, I'm going to be using this thing, and the federal marshals are going to break into my place, and they're going to say, "Hands up!" And I'm going to have my hand on the mouse. I'm going to just pick it up, and I'm going to say, "Wait, it's just a mouse, man." And that'll be the end of you. I love the quote there that says, "This is a sweet first-person controller. It looks and feels like a real gun." Wow, that's insane. What are they thinking? What are they thinking? Stupid. Would you let your kid play with that? I'm thinking no. Yeah. All right. What's next, man? You ready for next? All right. Have you ever heard this story? Everybody's heard this story. It is literally, it's almost an urban legend now about the tech support call where the guy said, calls Dell and says, hey, I'd, uh, I broke my cup holder. Yeah, I'd yeah, like yeah. a new cup holder. <laughs> Shrinkster.com slash 31G. Sorry, Richard. I said I, I anticipated you by... by- Putting in the next Shrinkster one on your, your your last one was 31, what, F? Yeah. Yeah, so I anticipated it's, you. So it's it. actually a cup holder with a push button. That's it is like... actually a cup holder for your PC. Fits in a five and a quarter bay. But, you know, because cups aren't all that wide, they had some space left over, so they put a cigarette lighter. <laughs> a cigarette lighter. On it as well. <laughs> you know, I have to say this. First of all, I have to say cup holder. Very cool. I've seen cigarette lighter adapters for a computer, but you have to ask the question, and I especially have to ask the question, after spilling a bunch of liquid all over a bunch of electronics and after knocking several cups of, of water and other fluids off of the tops of computers, is having a cup holder on your computer to carry, you know, liquids really good idea? <laughs> well, now it would be in a cup holder. It's less likely to be knocked over by some schmuck. I actually had somebody tell me once, "Hey, Carl, I wouldn't get that C- I wouldn't get that H two O too close to your CPU. You could spill it, and your PC will be DOA, and you'll be SOL PDQ." Please, <laughs> I, I swear to God. For you, when I used to do tech support many, many years ago, uh, we got a call once from somebody who kept saying, "You know, I'm having a little trouble uh, with the cup holder in my PC. They were using the CD tray." As a cup holder. That's the <laughs> reference that we had made at the beginning of the segment. If you had been paying attention, see, I wasn't you actually listening. Got this call. Yeah, I actually got this call, and you the are thing the source is, of the urban legend. You are the source, Michelle. <laughs> I, I must be. I may have started that way back in Toronto at Canadian Pacific. There you go. There you go. 
And no, I didn't catch that at the beginning because I guess I was too busy wait, typing wait, in a URL. How long ago was this? This was um, uh, 14 years ago. She may be she, the source. She this really is, this may. is amazing. She is the source of the urban legend. Did you tell yeah. a lot of people the story? Did I tell a lot of people? Um, well, you know, they told two friends and so on and so on. It happens just like the hair products. I wonder if we just I wonder if it's really true. Sure. It could, could be. It be true. You know what? It's also possible that more than one person That's has true. done this. Yeah, it's true. It's possible. You really want to see a tech guy go crazy? Just tell him this. That was almost as good as the one where they couldn't get the floppy disk in because they were putting it in backwards. Nice. Or the guy yeah. you were back when they had the old five and a quarter inch discs that were actually floppy. They yeah, say take exactly. the disc out of the sleeve and they mm-hmm. yank it out of the co- uh, out of the plastic protective cover. It- or they bend it and stuff it and, you know. Yeah, they, they fold the five and a quarter and a half to get it in the three and a half inch drive. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was what I was going to say. I also know some people who've stuck five and a quarters to their fridge with magnets. That's a, that's a good one. I spent a summer, uh, a couple of summers actually, doing hardware repairs way back, like 1982, 1983. And uh, the company that I was working for had the contract for the schools to service their Apple IIs. And so one of the things we did twice a year was we aligned the disk drives. Now, back then, a disk drive was 1000 bucks, and an alignment was $45. Right. Yeah. Today, of course, a disk drive is $20, and an alignment would be $400 if anybody would do it. So you, we got really good at aligning disk drives because we had hundreds of them that would come in twice a year. So the other thing that happened was the schools got used to the fact that if anything broke, you just put it on the shelf until you know the time came for the stuff to go into service and you get it service so ever so often you got surprise disk drives <laughs> disk drives that had sat on the shelf for three months after they stopped working because a kid had stuck a cheese slice in it oh, oh man. that's gross boy. that's something when that case comes off you taste okay put that case back on that one is a factory repair <laughs> hey guys speaking of uh tech support uh, go to shrinkster.com slash 31i 31i You'll find a uh, frequently asked questions page at uh, at HP. No way. It's got the any key, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yep. yeah, I've the any key. Yeah. Where do I find the any key? Oh, it's a straight answer, too. Where's the button that says, does this, question, this answer help you? It's been so long since I've had a DOS box tell me press any key to continue, however. <clears throat> what is, you know, how old is this? I don't, I don't know. know, man. Created two thousand one. It's copyright two thousand. Created two thousand one. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, so, Richard, uh, what's well, your you next go. one? Good job. You want man. another one? Yeah, one more. Let's. I, I got to do two more. All right. Yeah, maybe three more because I got one special for Mark. Okay. And I got one for you, Richard. It's a two-hour show, right. man. All right. Here we go. Let's start with the Japanese one because I got thirty-one J. So, shrinkster dot com slash thirty-one J. All right, we're off. Now, it is a Japanese site, so yeah, you're ah! not going to be able to read it, but the uh, pictures are there, and they really tell almost the whole story. Ooh! These wow. are speakers in the shape of various animals, the f- pink frog, and the penguin, and the duck, and the pig. I think I the, the pink one is the pig, and the green one is the, the pig, frog. You're right. yeah. These are kind of creepy. They're That's very disturbing, very, but you know what the most disturbing creepy. part of it all is? I found this video of these. The eyes bounce to the music. I was going to ask, do the eyes do anything? <laughs> yes, they move. It's very disturbing. That's why this is only available in Japan. That is fucked up. 
because you're not allowed to import crap like this. This is way <laughs> too frightening. Well, yeah, for two reasons. One is for that we have laws against bringing disturbing shit into the U.S. And number two is, is disturbing sells in Japan, I think. <laughs> Apparently it does. I think it sells. Yeah, and colorful. <laughs> colorful, disturbing shit. Okay. That's gross. Now, one for me, a toy you can get me for Christmas next year if you really want because it's incredibly obnoxious. Shrinkster.com slash 31K. Somehow I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I know. Somehow you knew. I was already there, man. Mountain yeah. mods. Now, take a good look at that computer case because it is double wide and double deep. That's a case. Double deep? It is a huge case. Absolutely monstrous case. It'll mount nine hard drives. No shit. Well, something that size can mount a lot. <laughs> yes, again. Wait, wait, wait. What are we talking about now, Michelle? What, <laughs> what are we, we can use about? it as a coffee table. That is a huge I think you box. typed the wrong URL in. I think <laughs> it's she's, huge. She's on a different page. If you is click it, that picture, you'll get a bigger picture of it. Uh, Richard, is you it quiet? Why, Richard, the funny thing about that no, is... No, it's if not you, quiet. It's a, hey, this will be fans. rocket ship sounds. So, look Richard, if you fans, bought this, not, if you had this at no, home... No, I don't, I don't have one of these. Look at all those knobs on the side. It looks like each one of those goes to 11. Each one of those knobs goes to a fan. And you know what I think is great about this thing? You said it could hold how many drives? Nine drives. But yeah. if you pulled out all the stupid crap that it's got in the in the, uh, in the the five and a quarter bays and stuck in one of those uh, hot softball serial ATA bays that holds four drives in three five and a quarter bays. Right. Yeah. That'd be nice. I've got, I've got a, a setup like that that's a five bay one that holds six drives. So you, oh, could, you could definitely fill it out. Five bays See, that hold six drives. Yeah. See, if I Cereal got this ATA? thing, Richard, I'd turn all the fans on high in the same direction so they were just <laughs> sucking air out of the inside until it just imploded. See if it would actually roll around the room on fan power. <laughs> the nice it's, thing is, is it actually has a top, like a desktop, so you right. can put like a nice flower arrangement or something, you know, make it look nice in yeah, the yeah, office. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you're it it it's going to splatter air all over the place, man. <laughs> I am more, more water for Jeff. I am more water. It looks like it has 10 fans Shut the fuck up. I'm trying to say something, Mark, and it's funny. Oh, it's not going to be that funny. It's not funny now. No, it's not funny now. I was going to say, I am more Look, I'll remember the time machine. I'll come back. I'll ask you what it was. I'll tell you. It's not funny. I heard it. It was good. Yeah, I give up. Fuck you guys. All right. You know what he said? Put it in if you want. You know what he was going to say? I am Locutus of Borg. I got it, Jeff. I got it in there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't get to say it's that. Too late that was now. really funny, man. I'm s- <laughs> thank you, really thank funny. you, thank you. I'm thank so you. glad Carl said it. Though. Yeah, that's why I was trying to interrupt really Mark, but you can't interrupt Mark because Mark's just like. Yeah, and rant, I don't even rant, get rant. what you just said. You don't. You've never watched Star Trek, I guess. Yeah, I have, but and I don't memorize it. You don't know what the uh, <laughs> like a freak. Do you know what a Borg <laughs> is? Geek. You don't have to memorize it to know what a Borg is. Okay, I I got a line yeah, but, from. Yeah, a, but who's Colotus, hey, man? I got a line from uh, from Lord of the Rings for you to memorize. Yeah, go ahead. Silence. <laughs> I got a line from Lord of the Rings. Suck my dick. <laughs> no, no, that that's was from Andrew that, Dice Clay. That was cut out. <laughs> it's on the extras DVD. That was from Gandalf. Does everybody? Gandalf does Dallas. <laughs> Gandalf rocks. You know, Ian this might McKellen. have been a different movie. Now that I think about it. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, I gotta give you. I gotta give uh, Mark his Christmas present, All right, and then I'll give ahead. you yours right back, man. All right. Shrinkster.com <laughs> slash thirty one L.
and a deafening silence fell over the room. Oh, nice. Nice. Very nice. Disease nice. cards. There you go. You know, for the same people who brought you the Iraqi most wanted cards, the CDC brings you disease cards. Now, why these is are... drug resistance under disease cards? These are uh, playing cards? Know? It's one of the things oh, the CDC Oh, drug resistance about. like antibiotics drug resistance. Yeah, See, it's go. a government yes, website. Man. You know, I figured. I like the resistance. picture of a staph infection. That's yeah, delicious. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's special. But if oh, you're in minute. card set two, that's where you get a lot of children diseases like measles and mumps and stuff. So, but I, you know, there's so many choices here. That's really, well, really... I, I oh, have man. to say um, that. All right. If you guys head on over to shrinkster.com slash 31 M that's shrinkster.com slash 31 M. You goodies. This is what I think. You I'm, goodies. If you, if you click on them, you actually get close-ups of common cold, the flu, Martian life, sore throat, ulcer, <laughs> beer yeast, stomach ache, halitosis, oh, mono, Ebola, the bookworm, and the flesh-eating yeah. disease. Oh. Oh. Additional images. That's what you want. Oh, yeah. Is that is images. disgusting. <laughs> but you know what? It's hilarious. My husband's a physician. I ought to buy oh, them yeah, for he'd him. Love and they're these. only $6 a piece. And I have to say, while well, you're talking cool. about crappy gifts that people give their geek friends, my girlfriend <laughs> got me a $50 gift certificate to Think Geek, which is the ultimate you know sort of entry-level geek gadget site so there you Michelle, go I just, this is great you could give like the the halitosis one to like you know people you know you know to kind of gently you know bring up the conversation <laughs> i like i like the flesh-eating disease actually it's yeah, where's the mouth. lack of bathing one no no i have a better one my husband can bring like a box of these to the office and like basically instead of breaking the news to his patients he gives them a toy there's only they're only six dollars each it's actually i have something good. i need to tell you but what? i can't here take this if you have if you get five or more you get 15 percent <laughs> oh man yeah so, that, that's a good way to, to bridge the yeast infection one what do you get the man who has everything <laughs> i wish they had a tapeworm one. Oh. <laughs> have you ever had a tapeworm that would be cool have you ever had a tapeworm mark no but i just i'm thinking it would be cool if they had one i could like put it in my pants and have it sticking out the back and go into the hospital and say <laughs> ah, i got a stuffed tapeworm coming out of my butt that's a prehensile tail man that's not a tapeworm uh. somebody help me you know, just moan a lot. That's awful. All right, here's mine for you, for you, Richard. Actually, this is one that I wish that I had a uh, uh, that I would have uh, would have had. It's uh, shrinkster.com slash thirty one a. Wait, did I get that right? Planned in yeah, advance. Thirty one a. Thirty one a. Thirty one a. Here we go. The bog toilet monster. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I could have put this to good use. This is great. <laughs> I got kids. I could have could put it in therapy. For All right, years so let's describe it because this is radio, right? Oh man, this is a little evil-looking monster that you put in the toilet. So when you lift up the toilet seat, he jumps out at you. <laughs> and he's got he's got little suction cups on his hands so that they stick to the top of the lid. So his hands lift up and go. Ah. You know what though? It would be even better if he was like covered in shit or something. Oh. <laughs> if you if you're not paying attention, he would be after a few uses. Oh, <laughs> no, not if somebody sits down on those claws. <laughs> I pee check, on your toy. Check out check out the pointed fangs on that thing. I mean, that's going to create some serious Dracula dance in somebody's butthole. It's seventeen ninety five, but for an extra five bucks, you get the vibrating version. What? <laughs> uh, but it, you can't get it anymore, unfortunately. They don't make them anymore. All sold uh, out. Sold now out. it's a collector's item. Yeah, oh, eBay. Well. <laughs> 
And now Mark Miller is going to tell us all the names he's been called this week. Uh, yeah, well, it's been a great week for names. Um, I'll start with my favorite, favorite name of the week, and it was uh, Harry Scrotum Masher. <laughs> it was called a Harry Scrotum Masher. Now, so he you know, I know we've got a lot of listeners who wear suits to work, and, and they want to reuse some of these names. I'm, I'm, I'm realizing this is actually a public service, right? Because yes. I'm kind of like the magnet for these kind of names, these kind of new names that are entering the culture. Now, I have a question for you. All right, all right, is it that ahead. you are a scrotum masher and you're hairy, or is it the scrotum that's hairy? You know, I asked the guy the same thing, and he just flipped me off and drove away. <laughs> so I, you, this is an unanswered question at this point. So <laughs> that's anyway, a good one. Now, I, the thing I was going to say is I, I, I started to realize this is actually a valuable, valuable service, this sure. segment, because yes. there's a lot of people out there that want to know what the latest terms are, the latest things they can call, you know, call their buddies, and they just don't have a source for it. Right. So. But, but at the same time, these people are like they work in professional environments. They're wearing a suit to work. They can't just go around like calling their boss a hairy scrotum masher. So what I'm going to do with some of these names, I'm going to you know give you the Disney version. If you're working at Disney, and the Disney version of this is furry rump humper. <laughs> I wasn't called that, but you can call somebody else that and secretly think to yourself, hairy scrotum masher. It's something that Michael Howard would call Tony Blair. You furry rump humper! <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So that was that was my favorite. I was also called an ignorant butt pirate. And no, this is this is this kind of hurt my feelings a bit. It definitely stepped down because last week I was called an intellectual butt pirate. So I'm 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 still trying to recover a bit from this one. Uh, I have frontal lobe amputee, and then. And then this one right here. Now, this isn't really a name, but this is kind of like something somebody said to me that didn't really wasn't really polite. And I, this was right after I told them. I said, "I tire of you now." <laughs> and and this guy said, "Well, suck my big porn star dick then." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, okay." So you know, and the first thing you're thinking is, "Does he really have a big porn star dick?" <laughs> <laughs> Has his dick been in any movies I've seen? You know that sort of thing. So then, you know, and then the next thing, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking public service. You know, what can I do for the people? And I know that there's this is a great thing for guys to say each, to each other, right? It's like it's like my big dick, you know, and everything. Guys are like, oh, okay, you know, or whatever. But then, but <laughs> or maybe they're not, depending on you okay. know, okay, depending on depending on you know whatever their attitude is. But at any rate, the, I know the girls out there are thinking, you know, well, you know. What can we say to each other? You know, we can't say that. And I, well, my suggestion is, you you know, if another girl is pissing you off, you just turn to her and say, well, suck my big porn star boobies then. <laughs> and I think that'll work. That's my public service bit for the day. Oh, my God. You know, we were at the beginning of the week, we were sending around some emails saying, you know, the shows have gotten too long. Let's try to cut it back to an hour. And so we were actually going to try and do that this week. But, man, that didn't work, did it? <laughs> didn't happen. Well, there's... Probably, you know, some stuff that can be cut, like, for example, Mark. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Michelle. Thanks. Boom. Well, listen, thanks, you guys. It's been fun. Michelle and Karen Greenwald, you guys uh, sort of, you know, brought this show into an, a whole new realm, I think. And it was great to have you both on. Thanks and for having us. Michelle, you were just awesome. And I can't wait to have you on regularly. It's been great. And a good band and... Uh, I like that bit. Let's keep going with that. Mark, you're nuts, man. I love you. Kirk Webb, I know you're out there somewhere uh, working hard and uh, keep working hard. 
and uh, Jeff in the sound room, myself, and uh, Richard Campbell out there. Thanks, everybody. Active Nick. We'll see you next time. Have a great week and be safe. Love each other. See you later.